Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, I'm about to um, uh, read the next chapter, but it involves two men whose names that I have long struggled with, Rehoboam and Jeroboam. I don't struggle with pronouncing them. I struggle with keeping them straight. So Rehoboam is the son of Solomon. Jeroboam is the man who had the prophecy that he would be over the 10 northern tribes. And so um, if I've been doing this for 50 years, which I have reading these names, and I have a hard time keeping them straight, you probably have a hard time too, but I'll do my best to to um, sort them out for you and keep the keep the names right. And so 1 Kings chapter 12, Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all of Israel had gone there to make him the king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard this, he was still in Egypt, where he had fled from King Solomon. He returned from Egypt. So they sent for Jeroboam, and he and the whole assembly of Israel went to Rehoboam and said to him, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but now lighten the harsh labor and the heavy yoke that he put on us, and we will serve you. Rehoboam answered, Go away for three days, and then come back to me. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. How would you advise me to answer these people, he asked. They replied, If today you will be a servant to these people and serve them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your servants. But Rehoboam rejected the advice that the elders gave him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and who were serving him. He asked them, What is your advice? How should we answer these people who say to me, Lighten the yoke your father put upon us? The young men who had grown up with him replied, These people have said to you, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make our yoke lighter. Now tell them, My little finger is thicker than my father's waist. My father laid on you a heavy yoke. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. Three days later, Jeroboam and all of the people returned to Rehoboam, as the king had said, Come back to me in three days. The king answered the people harshly, rejecting the advice given to him by the elders. He followed the advice of the young men and said, My father made your yoke heavy. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people, for this turn of events was from the Lord to fulfill the word that the Lord had spoken to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, through Ahijah the Shilonite. When all Israel heard that the king refused to listen to them, they answered the king, What share do we have in David? What part in Jesse's son? To your tents, Israel. Look after your own house, David. So the Israelites went home. But as for the Israelites who were living in the towns of Judah, Rehoboam still ruled over them. King Rehoboam sent out Adoniram, who was in charge of forced labor. But all of Israel stoned him to death. King Rehoboam, however, managed to get into his chariot and escape back to Jerusalem. So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David until this day. 
When all the Israelites heard that Jeroboam had returned, they sent and called him to the assembly and made him king over all Israel. Only the tribe of Judah remained loyal to the house of David. When Rehoboam arrived in Jerusalem, he mustered all Judah and the tribe of Benjamin, 180,000 able young men, to go to war against Israel and to regain the kingdom for Rehoboam, son of Solomon. But this word of God came to Shemaiah, the man of God. Say to Rehoboam, son of Solomon, king of Judah, to all Judah and Benjamin and to the rest of the people, this is what the Lord says. Do not go up to fight against your brothers, the Israelites. Go home, every one of you, for this is my doing. So they obeyed the word of the Lord and went home again as the Lord had ordered. Then Jeroboam fortified Shechem, in the hill country of Ephraim, and lived there. From there he went out and built up Penel. Jeroboam thought to himself, The kingdom now will likely revert to the house of David. If these people go up to offer sacrifices at the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, they will again give their allegiance to their lord, Rehoboam, king of Judah. They will kill me and return to King Rehoboam. After seeking advice, the king made two golden calves. He said to the people, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. One he set in Bethel, and the other he set up in Dan. And this thing became a sin. The people came to worship the one at Bethel and went as far as Dan to worship the other. Jeroboam built shrines on the high places, and appointed priests from all sorts of people, even though they were not Levites. He instituted a festival on the fifteenth day of the eighth month, like the festival held in Judah, and offered sacrifices on the altar. This he did at Bethel, sacrificing to the calves that he had made. And at Bethel he also installed priests at the high place he had made. On the fifteenth day of the eighth month, a month of his own choosing, he offered sacrifices on the altar he had built at Bethel. So he instituted the festival for the Israelites and went up to the altar to make offerings. And so, friends, this division in the kingdom is going to last, um, really, until our day. But the destructive nature of this was judgment on Solomon for the, the fact that he had turned to other gods And so Solomon's son, Rehoboam, went to Shechem, for all of Israel had gone there to make him the king. That was the plan of succession. But when Jeroboam heard this, he was still in Egypt. Remember, he was the man who had the prophetic word that he was going to get the northern kingdom. He came back from Egypt. And so they sent for Jeroboam, and he and the whole assembly of Israel went to the newly enthroned king, Rehoboam, And they asked him if he would be um, more gentle with them than Solomon had been in terms of conscripting labor and so forth. So Rehoboam went and got advice from elders and from some some of his young buddies. And the elders said, you know, your your father was kind of rough on them. If you'll be a little easier on these people, they'll love you and serve you. But sadly, his buddies gave him different advice. They said, um, you need to be even harder on the people than your father was. 
And the scripture says specifically the king didn't listen to the good advice um, because this turn of events was from the Lord because he had desired to, to take the, uh, the kingdom and divide it. And so when Israel saw that the king refused to listen to them, they answered the king, what share do we have in David? What part in Jesse's son? To your tents, Israel. This meant that they were uh, ready to go to a civil war. In other words, there were 12 tribes, not just the tribe of Judah. And so if Judah wanted to behave this way, they were no longer going to be loyal to Judah and um, to the newly enthroned king, Rehoboam. So uh, the Israelites went home. In verse 17, we read, though, But as for the Israelites who were living in the towns of Judah, Rehoboam still ruled over them. And so some were still um, across the territory. Now, let me just insert something here. The Levites had been divided among all of the tribes. You may recall at the time of Moses and uh, Joshua that the Levites were um, dispersed among all the tribes. Well, during this setup, all that's taken place in this chapter, we understand historically from, from the Jewish writings that the Levites almost universally decided to migrate to Judah. And so most of the Levites left the northern kingdom. And in addition to that, the tribe of Benjamin is going to merge with Judah. So two of the tribes, Judah and Benjamin, become Judah, the southern kingdom. But also the majority of the Levites joined them. That's very important. So let's continue with this chapter 12. In verse 20, when all the Israelites heard that Jeroboam had returned, they sent and called him to the assembly and made him the king over Israel. And so now the one tribe of Judah, or the the two tribes, um, Judah and Benjamin, were loyal to the house of David, and um, uh, the others were were loyal to this man who had received the prophetic word, Jeroboam. Now, this state of affairs, with uh, Benjamin and Judah being the southern kingdom and the other tribes being the northern kingdom, this started approximately 931 B.C. Now, the the northern tribes are going to keep going for 200 years plus, and then they're going to be dispersed by the Persian Empire. Uh, The southern kingdom was in place until the Babylonian Empire came and destroyed them in 586. And there was some migration of the northern tribes back into the land after the Assyrian Empire fell, and then later after the Babylonian and Persian conquest, there was migration that took place. So the division that takes place here is going to affect Israel's history really up until the modern time, but most emphatically until the Assyrian conquest of 722 BC. And so this um, Jeroboam, the new king of the northern kingdom, realizes that he's got a problem. Because all of Israel had been going to Jerusalem for the pilgrimage festivals and to the temple that Solomon had built for the Lord in Jerusalem. So he gets this demonically inspired idea to create two golden calves, uh, just similar to, um, to what Aaron had done. And he said, here are your gods, Israel, the ones who brought you up out of Egypt. The same thing, apparently, that was said to the, uh, the Jews in the wilderness in Aaron's time. 
And so he set up one golden calf in Bethel, the city of Bethel, and another in Dan. Now, friends, this sin of idolatry was the great sin of Jeroboam. You may remember that the Lord promised Jeroboam, if you're faithful, I'll make your family a dynasty. Well, he wasn't faithful. And as we go forward in Kings, 1 Kings and then 2 Kings, there is never a righteous king in the northern kingdom because they never did away with these two idols. And so there are a number of righteous kings in the southern kingdom. But these two idols became a stumbling block to Israel. This idolatry, this golden calf worship, became a stumbling block that would um, uh, trouble them to their destruction in 722 B.C. and the dispersal of the the ten tribes at that time. And so this uh, sin, this great sin of Jeroboam, of um, setting up idolatry, he probably was inspired by advisors that said you need to do this for political reasons. But they were operating under the inspiration of demons. These were doctrines of demons. And so, friends, demons to this very day affect the politics of men. Of course, well-intentioned men and women don't realize they're being influenced by demons. At least most don't. But indeed, they are manipulating our leaders for our harm. And the Lord is trying to influence our leaders for our benefit. So I want to pray into that now, Lord. Uh, Lord, I just ask that you would defeat the plans of devils to influence our politicians and our political leaders. Lord, put godly counselors in places of authority. Give them great favor. Confound the plans of the enemy. I speak specifically now, Lord, in prayer over the United States of America. Confound the doctrines of demons and the plans of demons that are working for our destruction and facilitate the plans of heaven and those men and women who want to cooperate with you. Bless them, Lord. Enable them. Give them great discernment and wisdom and favor. And let us, Lord, be the beneficiaries of your actions in this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.